This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by Firecracker Farms, better known as Ultra Hot Peppers. They grow Super Hot Ghost, Carolina Reaper, and Trinidad Maruga Scorpion Peppers to make their exclusive limited run hot salt. They are better known as a family cartel. Dad does the dirty work with some help from their five kids and mom calls all the shots. They are beautifully presented and I can state this because I use this all the time in my home and I will even say I sneak it in my purse when we go to restaurants. No shame. They are beautifully presented and addictively good. Hot salt will change everything you know about heat. Make sure you check out their Instagram at Ultra Hot Peppers or just skip right to it. Order at firecracker.farm. Also, they are amazing in keeping up with all new products on their Instagram. So make sure you give them a follow because not only do they have hot salt, but they're coming out with new things that definitely brings the heat and brings the fire to your table. Order today. Welcome to Little Bit of Life podcast. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. A lot of you may know me from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. This podcast is dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats on topics of what we seem to think but don't say. Special guests will join in that have impacted me along the way. Very little is left off limits. Enjoy on your favorite streaming platform, watch live videos of interviews on YouTube, and let's dive into some topics together. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast with your host, Little. We're in season three, super excited, bringing you all the topics that we seem to think but don't say. I have an amazing company on with me today that I just kind of fell into. It's something that when you connect in the community in in regards to something you're passionate about, it's almost like a web. We're all interconnected. And I have Adam on with me who runs Operation 300. Can you explain about this fantastic company? I am in awe of what you guys do. Thank you so much for having me on, first of all, and I'm excited to uh, have all your listeners hear about what we're doing here in the state of Florida and really for Gold Star and White Star families all over our nation. So um, Operation 300 is a nonprofit. It was started in 2012, September 2012. It's in honor of my brother-in-law, Aaron Carson Vaughn, who was a Navy SEAL. He was killed tragically in, uh, on August 6, 2011 in Extortion 17, which is a shoot down to date is the largest loss of life for Naval Special Warfare. Um, Aaron was on SEAL Team 1 for many years. He was a butt instructor and eventually he finished his career out on SEAL Team 6. And uh, that was unfortunately the tragedy that happened on August 6, 2011. And out of that shoot down, um, we don't know the total number for sure, but we figure around 30 kids lost their father on that one tragic shoot down. And out of that, my wife, Aaron's sister, Tara, um, started thinking, looking at his, you know, our niece and nephew, uh, I believe Reagan was about two at the time and um, Chamberlain was only about 11 weeks old when he was killed and thinking, man, you know, my brother was an outdoorsman. He loved to hunt and fish and surf and, uh, you know, rebuild his truck and all sorts of things like that. Who's going to teach these kids that just lost a father what their dads would have done? Because the men that are in the service are very similar kind of mindset personality. So she came up with this idea to start a program, uh, adventure camps for kids who have lost their fathers in the military. And what we do is we fly moms and kids from all over the nation, free of charge to them. Um, all the money is raised. They fly into Stewart, Florida, actually Palm beach. Um, and the moms stay in a hotel down there and have a nice mom retreat weekend. And the kids are sent up to Stewart where we have 20 acres 
Um, and we, we pair them with a male mentor. So someone my age, I would have a couple kids for the weekend, keep up with them. And we do sailing and fishing and archery and shooting. And we've flown planes and we've done surf camp and all sorts of things that you would think you'd want to do in the, in the great state of Florida here and uh, enjoying the ocean. And, you know, some of these kids have never even seen the ocean. So we take kids in from age eight to 18, where they graduate out. And uh, they can come back every year. We have a nice mix of returning and new every single camp. We do about six or seven camps a year. And that's one of our main programs that we do through Operation 300. I love that you're stepping in as almost that mentor. I think a lot of civilians don't understand when there is a loss of a family member, especially a father figure and a father role in a family, that is detrimental to children's upbringing. They're teaching them everything that they know. But I came from a military family. You're not only learning how to kind of navigate life, you're learning everything from scheduling to um, just being and growing up in that lifestyle and responsibility. So it's amazing that you're mentoring these children when they feel like they've almost just been forgotten and lost about. I feel like once that funeral happens, it's almost, you just become another number. The families become a number and the children are something that we really need to focus on, especially now with everything going on. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, these families, you know, not only when you're, you know, maybe in the army or, you know, you're moving from base to base and school to school when the, when the husband gets transferred or the wife, I mean, we've had a father come with this uh, son who's lost his wife. So, um, you know, that is a massive uh, life change that's happening. Not only are you dealing with the grief of losing your husband, losing your father, you're losing your dad. Um, now you're dealing with, okay, we have a month to get off base, switch schools, find a job, do all sorts of things. It kind of depends on their insurance package and what they had, um, you know, kind of set up for their family. But a lot of these families, it's, it's, it's a real, real blow outside of just the grief of losing a parent and a loved one. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those things where we really see the kids come in, you know, we're not licensed psychologists. We're here to do things they would have done with their dad. The weekend's there for them to have fun, have some adventures together, teach them a few things. If they want to open and talk, we're here to listen and talk to them. Um, and But I think the strength of it is, is they are surrounded by other children that are in a similar situation without it being spoken. So they all come in, they all know they have this thing. So when they go to school, they're not like the other kids, you know, they're, they're they might be the only kid in their class that's lost a parent. Um, you know, maybe some parents have been divorced and dad's not in the home, but you know, we feel like these men didn't walk out on their families. They walked in front of all of us for our freedom. And so the least we can do is take care of the families left behind. I think it's almost um, something that's not really well known in the civilian community. Everyone almost thinks when there is a loss, especially in a family, the families are well taken care of, which they are. But like we've talked about, it's something that extends way beyond for years and years. It's something that the family will never get over and it's a grieving process. So I love mm -hmm. that you're allowing children to so-called grieve together, like you said, without having to speak about it and talk about it, because it's almost a mechanism with children. Um, it's playtime, and it's something that they mm -hmm. enjoy doing, and that's a form of a grief process for children that many don't realize that's detrimental for them. Mm -hmm. And we see kids come in. They come in with heavy loads, and um, you know, unfortunately, over the last 10 years, uh, when we first started, we started very, very small. You know, there's not a list of, okay, here's a database of every single gold star family in America. Uh, so it had to kind of spread organically. We started in the SEAL community because that was our community and kind of spread from there. It's for all branches of the military, obviously. But we see these kids come in with a very heavy load. And I love to see when they're leaving camp, just the lightness, fun, they're laughing. They're just kids again. Uh, they're exhausted from the 
weekend. That's for sure mm-hmm. too. So moms love that when we send it back to them, but uh, you know, it's, it's a really good time uh, with them on the weekends and it's, it's great to just see them kind of return back to being a kid again. So what are some highlights? What are some things that you want to share with listeners and especially those that are watching this video? Maybe there is a family out there that's maybe struggling or grieving. What are some mm-hmm. of the highlights and just those amazing moments that you want to share with us? Um, sure. You know, when the kids come in, it's always great to see on Friday night, it's kind of connecting with them. There's this kind of awkwardness. We don't know them. They don't know us. But I will tell you on midday Saturday, you know, these kids just I, I, I have two girls of my own. So I typically have girl campers because I'm very comfortable having, you know, maybe a 14 year old girl because that's what I have in my house. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being able to just give them a side hug and being taking pictures of them and really letting them know that like they have my undivided attention for the whole camp weekend. Uh, I think it means a lot to them. You know, at first it's kind of this, oh, geez, you know, they're taking pictures, but they love every minute of it because they're getting that full experience and that attention of a man that's missing in their lives. You know, um, some of these families, yeah, the moms are remarried. Maybe it happened a year ago, but it's not the same. These kids still deserve um, the privileges uh, that these kids get by coming in because their fathers paid the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, one of my favorite things to do with them, obviously, is go out on the water with them. The kids love getting out sailing and and fishing and seeing a kid, you know, out in the ocean, pull up a, you know, a yellowfin tuna or pull up, you know, a wahoo or something like that. It's just, it's priceless to see their face and be able to get those pictures and share them back with their moms. I mean, memories are being made, you know, for a lifetime when they come into these camps, which is really great. Mm-hmm. For those that are listening, I know there's a bunch of you right now that are sitting going, man, this is incredible. How did I not know about this? And like you said, it's it's growing and expanding through word of mouth. So mm-hmm. how can listeners get involved with Operation 300? So the best thing that a listener can do is first go to our website. Our website's got all of our information. It's got videos. You're going to be able to see highlights of what's going on, what we actually actually do, the kids that are coming in. Um, you can see pictures there, information, events are on there. Um, and really that's the place to start on, on the homepage, halfway down, it says, stay in the know. If you put in your email address there, you're going to get all of our email updates and then follow us on social media as well. We have a pretty nice following on social media that's growing and you can kind of stay up uh, with all of our events and things coming up and what we're doing for the weekend that way. Um, the biggest need that we have from listeners is a financial need. Just like, you know, any, uh, organization, nonprofit organization, we can only run because people are so unbelievably generous. And we have a really nice footprint um, in our county and the surrounding counties and really the state of Florida. Um, When our governor, Ron DeSantis, was uh, sworn in when he was elected for the first time, we were actually uh, chosen as his charity of choice for the state of Florida, which was amazing. And that was nice exposure for our state. And, you know, we've had the uh, amazing opportunity to be on Fox News and some other media outlets to kind of share our message. But really what our listeners could do is um, really give and contribute financially Uh, whether that's monthly or a one-time donation. We also have a section on our website that's called the 300 Club. We have several people that have committed to do this. That is, they're committing to give $300 a month for three years, or they're going to write a check for three years for $3,600. And so that exclusive club gets you um, merchandise and gear. It gets you discounts on our events. It gets you tickets and things like that back. But it's also a very nice support to the organization because we can count on those monthly donations that are coming in to help us budget, figure out how many camps we can do, the flights. Obviously, with inflation over the last couple of years, you know, a camp that used to maybe cost us 
$40,000 to fly everybody in is now costing $70,000 to do a camp. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's feeling it, but we don't want to shut down what we're doing. Uh, we're going to forge ahead and we're going to continue on building out our property, which we have 20 acres to make that nicer for, for kids. Um, lots of needs there as well. So if you're a person that can donate um, any kind of material or you have ideas or you can commit to a building or a cabin, um, that would be amazing. We do have uh, five bunk houses out there, an admin building. Um, we have a couple pole barns out there so we can function. Um, how we're doing but but on the 300 club if you go to the bottom there is a full site plan as well where you can see the full vision that we're hoping to accomplish over the next five years i'm sure when this airs there's going to be a magnitude and multitude of people that are reaching out not only to hopefully financially i always say if you want to put your money somewhere where it matters this is it but especially there might be a lot of listeners within the military community that feel like their child needs this. So what is the mm -hmm. selection process when you get a multitude of families? How do you select those children based on the number of bunks you have and obviously mm -hmm. with the cost and inflation? So obviously that's the hardest thing for our family uh, is to have to put anybody on a wait list or turn anybody away. But unfortunately there is a capacity. So, um, how families get connected into Operation 300 is they go to their website and then they go to our programs and underneath there's Camp Bauer, Gold Star Kids, Camps. Click on that. And there's an application process that um, the parent would fill out for their kids on there. It is a first come, first serve. And we also um, leave certain spots to have returning campers coming back. We do our very best to fill those spots, get everybody in um, the month that they want to come. That works with their family schedule. Um, but if it doesn't work out because the camp gets full, unfortunately, they get put on a wait list. Now, being on a wait list doesn't mean that you can't come to camp because inevitably life happens and families may cancel last minute. But it might be a last minute request to say, hey, can you come in two weeks to camp? But go ahead and put your name in, get on the list, get in the system so that when we were reaching out for 2024, your name's in the in the mix and we can be reaching out to you. So what does the future look like for Operation 300? What are your goals that are coming up? So great question. Um, we have more programs that we want to expand into. Um, actually, this weekend coming up will be our fourth Gold Star Fathers Retreat Weekend. So we're flying in um, about 12 men who have lost their sons in the military. So these, a lot of times there's not a lot out there for the parents that have lost a child um, mm -hmm. in the military. And as a family that, you know, my mother and father-in-law have lost a son. Uh, we've realized there's just not a lot of resources out there for the parents as well. So we're flying in the men and they do gator hunts and skeet shooting and deep sea fishing and things like that. Really get to spend time out at camp bonding with other men. We actually partner with um, Operation Restored Warrior out of Colorado, which is um, a facility where military uh, personnel can go in that are struggling with PTSD. And so um, we actually bring in Paul from that organization and he does a couple teaching with the men as well. So that's one program that we're looking to expand and develop. So any gold star uh, fathers out there that want to apply, you can apply through the website as well. We are also looking at launching our freedom family tours up in Washington, DC and in New York city um, through the connections over the last 10 years, we've been able 
able to connect with a lot of different people in the government, uh, people in our community here that are involved in the government. So that might include some private tours of the Capitol building, the White House, seeing the monuments, and then taking the railroad up to the 9-11 Museum in New York, where we'd have a private tour for those families. One of our board members uh, highly involved in our organization is Tim Brown. And Tim Brown was a fireman that was at Ground Zero that um, I think he personally pulled out about 70 to 100 people out of the rubble himself. He lost about 100 friends. He was in Giuliani's office at the time. So he's got a wealth of knowledge and history of the 9-11 Museum that's pretty cool that he can take the families through. Um, I know for Aaron, that was the reason why he joined. So there's always a connection there. Um, mm -hmm. He actually, it was the day after 9-11 without telling uh, his mom and dad, he just went and signed up for the SEAL Challenge. And so uh, I remember he came back then and, and Billy, his dad said, you realize if you don't make it as a Navy SEAL, you're, a, you're on a boat for the, you know, for yeah. your duration. And he's like, I'm making it, you know, I'm going to do it. And he did, he did it. He was, he's actually on the wall uh, for first time every time because he completed every evolution uh, the first time through. And that's a very uh, select group of people that are on that wall, which is pretty cool. Wow. It's such an amazing way to also keep his legacy alive because you're not only changing children's life, but you're changing parents and those that are connected as well. If you mm -hmm. had to pick one moment that was your key moment that you will never forget that really impacted and changed your life, what would it be with this company? Well, I mean, I think for me, just walking through seeing uh, Aaron pass and doing his job of what he wanted to do, you know, I had a a unique perspective from being the son-in-law to the family. And so, um, you know, that was, that was huge. That was impactful, obviously. And really um, through that tragic loss, our families, uh, Christians, to see them press into God and not push him away was pretty incredible. I think that was probably one of the most impactful things um, that mm -hmm. I, that I saw through that. And then I think, honestly, the most other impactful thing that I've seen is just, um, I know it sounds weird, but over the last 10 years, seeing the community of people and this nation rally around what we're doing, people ask my wife all the time, like, oh, can you help us start a nonprofit? How did you do this? And she's like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. We just, we just started something and, you know, and it snowballed and it grew and people got behind it. And just to have those moments where um, it's not the you know, wow, we were on TV on Steve Harvey to do this. It's the moments where you see people in the community say, I'm going to give you $50,000 check in the mail mm -hmm. today. And we have no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's, I mean, just seeing the heart of our people of our community that care for the military, especially military that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, sacrifice, sorry, is incredible. Yeah. For those that are listening and you may think, you know, I want to give to this company, but maybe financially right now, you just don't have the means to do so. I highly encourage you. It's just like he said, it's based on a community and it's networking together. Share mm -hmm. this podcast, share their social media. You may connect with someone that connects with someone else that is able to give financially or is able to come up with an idea that may just be completely out of the box that's able to help this company. Word of mouth is massive. Social media is our biggest asset right now, especially for nonprofits to help each other. But not only are you helping each other by spreading the word, but you're also going to be helping so many families. You may connect with a family that you didn't even know needed this or a parent that may just have been grieving on their own in silence that may actually need to hear this episode and think, you know what, this is really something we need for our entire family.
Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, the more people, even if you can't give financially, you know, just spreading the word, following us on social media, reposting things, putting things on your story. I've had so many different connections with people because someone shared something and it's kind of gone out and then they've reached out to me via email or direct message through social media and I'm able to connect back with them. And now they're highly involved in the organization. So um, you never know who knows who. We all have our own sphere of influence. And every single person knows people that I don't know and that, that you don't know. And so each sphere can really, you know, multiply out the message of what's going on. Absolutely. Well, I am so honored to have had you on and talk about your company, especially in a world where it just seems like we always are interested in the story in the moment. And then once that story passes, we're always on to the next. But we always seem to forget about the families, the grief process, and what the future looks like for these families, these children. But it's also something that it seems like I can tell from your reaction when I even asked you what was your favorite moment. It's impacting you, every single child and every single family that you work with, which is truly incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. I want to remind everybody, if you go to our website, it's op300.org, or you can just Google Operation 300. We will come up uh, op300.org. We have merchandise. We have all your opportunities to volunteer there. We have ways to give on there. We have the 300 Club on there, and we'd love for you to be a part. Follow us on social media and help spread the word about Operation 300, caring for gold and white star families. As you guys know, I will always put all the information in the bio. So it's a quick link. You don't have to search. You don't have to type. All you have to do is click that button. Thank you guys for listening. And let's see how many shares we can get on this episode. I'm truly challenging every single one of you. Share it to 10 people. I know everybody has at least 10 people in their circle that they can share it to. Let's get this word out and let's get this company just booming for every single family that needs it out there today. Thank you so much for having me on today. It was awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow today's episode on your favorite listening platform and share these stories to more that need to be in the know. Get in on the action with the podcast Facebook and follow the little adventures on Instagram at little cute one AZ. I'll catch you on the next episode.